And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. Today's guest is Erica Rouse. Erica has had three spiritually transformative experiences, a CE5 experience, and more. And now we're going to learn about it. And she's got a guest with us, too. Hi. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Thanks for being my guest. So uh, if you don't mind, can you tell us what is a CE5 experience and then what happened? Well, I'm under the impression that what a CE5 experience is, is when um, you meditate um, and you use your higher consciousness to connect with the universe. And that usually will draw in positive um, extraterrestrials. um, And then you can bring them in to communicate with you. That's All right. the way I answered it. All right. So that means you meditated to do that. How did you meditate to get them to come in? Were you thinking certain <laughs> thoughts or what? No, it, I was. Um, okay. The day before it happened, and this was a couple of weeks ago, the day before it happened, I like to meditate while my kids are in school. And during meditation, I was at the end of my meditation. I usually meditate about an hour. During the end of my meditation, in my third eye, I started seeing a UFO. And then it, I saw a, a, an alien being that looked kind of like a gray. Did you see that on purpose or did it just pop in no, your head? Like, why am I having this? I asked my friend about it, um, what she thought about it. She said, maybe they're trying to contact you. I had no idea. It was just, it, they were just like symbols, images that just came into my mind's eye. So I just, you know, shrugged it off. But the next day, before meditation, and I think that the universe is aware of what time I meditate, because I I meditate about 10 o'clock. I already did my meditation for today. Um, But all of a sudden, I'm sitting in my bed where I am right now, and I'm looking at my phone like I am now, and suddenly uh, I heard, well, I have a fireplace uh, on on the other wall, and I heard what sounded like a stone hitting the top of the the chimney. And I was like, hmm, okay, no big deal. But then all of a sudden, I was like, no, go check it out. All of a sudden, just something pulled at me. You should go check this out. Just go investigate. And I was like, I have nothing better to do. So I got up and I walked out. I went out to the back and I turned around and I looked up above my the, the roof of my house. And I look at the chimney, but it's, I'm looking at the chimney. I look up to the, um, just to the left a little bit. And I saw a UFO. I saw a silver UFO. It was not big. It was way up in the sky, but it was where I could see it. And I, I, I was like, wow, I should be recording this. And, um, and I just, I was just in awe. So I didn't record it at first. I was like, well, what, if, what if it's a, what if it's an airplane? And all of a sudden it got really bright. Like it got like really bright. I got goosebumps. I'm telling you, I was like, I should take video of this. So I looked down because I have my phone with me. And when I looked back up, it disappeared. It was totally gone. Oh, darn. That would have been awesome. It was. It was absolutely incredible. It makes, <laughs> I still have the thoughts right now. I, I'm thinking about it. It was the most incredible thing. It's like, I felt like I was told that the, that in my previous uh, meditation, that I, this was going to happen. It was like uh, maybe psychic, maybe psychic thing or, I don't know. They they announced their visit to me. 
it was absolutely incredible. I loved every moment of it. I shared it with all of my family and I, I went live on Facebook and told my friends about it. Nobody knew I even cared about UFOs on my Facebook. Uh-huh. So I probably looked crazy to everybody, but it was it was absolutely incredible. And I'm so glad. I thank the universe for the experience. Oh, wow, that's amazing. How did your friends and family react? Oh, my husband is very, very supportive. So he was fine with it. My closest friends just thought it was absolutely amazing. Uh, and then all of a sudden, my Facebook friends were telling me they were having similar experiences. So I didn't even feel alone or I didn't even... They told me, you're not crazy. This seems to be happening pretty regularly these days. So, yeah, I got a whole bunch of validation. Nobody, not one person told me I was crazy. Mm, that's great. Right? <laughs> I would say you are one of the lucky ones because I even haven't, I talked to everybody, but I even haven't seen a UFO. I, I was absolutely surprised. I wouldn't normally uh, investigate a stone. It sounded like somebody threw a rock at my, my chimney. I don't know how that happened from up there, but if we're connected, um, you know, uh, consciously, then maybe anything's possible, I, I guess. Mm. <laughs> Have you considered that if you purposely meditate about them, that they will come back? I've been inviting them to. I, I would love to have another experience again. I started joining the CE5 groups, mm-hmm. not the local ones, because I don't have one like right where I live. But I've, yeah, I've looked into it. I've joined all the groups on Facebook. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I should do that and look into that. Exciting. There's nothing like it. I really felt like they wanted me to know that they've been paying attention. All right, well, let's move into your spiritually transformative experiences. Let's start with your first one. Okay. Um, my first one was uh, last year. I was going through a really rough period going through um, my spiritual awakening, which was caused by the pandemic and conspiracy theories, which I'm not into conspiracy theories. This has nothing to do with conspiracy theories, but they woke me up. Um, anyway, I was asleep, and I, I was dreaming, and I was having this dream where I'm flying through the night sky over the ocean. And I don't know if it was an out-of-body experience or if it was just a dream because it was the first time I've ever had this kind of experience that I can remember. But all of a sudden, I I noticed that there was a, um, what do you call it? There was white light up above me. And I looked up at it, and I was like, I got to go there. So I, I just, I, I wanted to go there because I thought, Maybe I'll see God because I'd heard about NDEs and stuff like that before this. And so I went up in it and I went through this tunnel. I don't remember the details of the tunnel, but when I came out, I came out in this area that looked like um, it was spring. There was green grass. The trees were gorgeous and beautiful, but they were on each side of me. Beautiful green. And I didn't see a sun, but it was well lit. The sky was just a beautiful blue. It was perfect. I didn't see any clouds. Um, and I was just so excited and I saw there was a road in front of me, um, and I'm still floating. Okay. Uh, but there's a road on the ground, uh, and there are beings on the road doing things. I, I think maybe it was like a market or something, but they're, they were just kind of scrumbling around and, and I'm just so excited. I, I keep thinking to myself, Oh, I'm finally having an experience. And I could hear from behind me what sounded like, and I think it was God. He just chuckled. He was just chuckling at my amusement, or or he was amused at my excitement. And as soon as I landed, there's this girl named Erica uh, something, but she had an NDE where she put glasses on and everything got bigger. 
Well, in my in my dream or out of body experience, I had a helmet on. Is the best way I can describe it. And everything just went blurry, and I couldn't I couldn't make anything out anymore. The the I wasn't allowed to see anymore. And then I fell backwards, and I woke up. How did you feel after that? Did you keep thinking about it for weeks, or did it change you in any way? <laughs> I'm still thinking about it, and I don't even think it's been a year yet. Uh, I I. I'm always happy to have this kind of experience because during the, that period of time, I I wasn't sure if God loved me because I grew up in church um, and I'm not the perfect person. I'm a sinner, what Christians call a sinner. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not perfect. So I never felt like mm-hmm. I would ever measure up to what God wanted of me. But after I had that dream and then the series of STEs I had after that, I just have no doubt in the world that God is supporting me, that he loves me, that my guides are supporting me, that that the universe loves and supports me. That's true. And if you're a human, I think it's impossible for you to not be a sinner. I mean, that's part of being in this realm. The only person that couldn't have been would be Jesus. Right. But I grew up uh, apostolic Pentecostal, so I didn't keep my hair as long as I should. I've cut my hair occasionally. I dyed my hair. I got piercings. Um and thing, I watched TV and Pentecostals, oh, you're going to hell, you know? Right. So I had anxiety related to that. Right. It's interesting. I, you know, in Texas, I don't think there are very many Pentecostals, so I have kind of haven't seen them. But when I used to live out in Alabama and Georgia, you would see them. And I think, yeah, you the Pentecostal women, they had to wear dresses. They couldn't wear pants. Exactly, yes. That's how I was raised. But I, I realize now in my life, the reason that happened is to get me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. I've I really feel like before I incarnated, I be- I really believe that those were to teach me the lessons that I could learn from later on in life. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I would have I've had these experiences had I not been a Pentecostal. So everything serves us, I believe. <laughs> what happened in your second one? Um, in my second one, it was re- it was more. Um, it's not as uh, it's not drawn out or anything, but we're on this water planet. And we are me and my spiritual brothers and sisters, and we're in spirit form. But we're on what things, the best I can describe them, were rafts. And I'm I'm dreaming, okay? So just so you know, it's a dream. Um, and we're playing in the ocean with God. And I know we know it's God. Everybody knows it's God, okay? And God is the center of us, and we're all around God. And God is playing in the water with us. So God made a really big. Uh, splash and we were all scared we're like oh we're gonna drown and we're all trying to swim away as fast as we can as fast as we can and we all think the water's just gonna drown us but it doesn't and the next thing i know we're all back with god again Hmm. and he did did it one more time and i remember we all were going away we're all still scared and then we all end up with him again and that that was the dream i woke up after that but I believe that that dream just means that things are going to happen in life where we feel like God is against us, but he's not. And we're, and when it's all over, we're going right back to him. Mm. And it was a beautiful experience. And I, and I also, I wasn't alone, which I think that's why God's telling us we're all in this together. You know, we have our spirits and we have our guides and, mm-hmm. and um, whatever else that you might believe is out there. You know, we're being supported. Mm-hmm. If we're not alone, and we have our families, and we have our uh, our friends and our acquaintances. We're not alone. 
and everybody experiences everything, experiences these things. Mm-hmm. And God, I felt like God wanted me to know that I'm going to experience things. But when this is all over, I have all the support. But when it's all over, I'm back with him again. Yeah, I think that's almost kind of like a great metaphor for life on earth. And they, they say in the Bible that God talks in metaphors. So I definitely interpreted it as that. I have people telling you about it. I don't think you're Pentecostal anymore, but would you still classify yourself as Christian? No. Interesting. It's funny. I, I went from, last year I went from being a, um, I went Baptist. I went from Pentecostal to Baptist, and then I went from Baptist last year to uh, mystical Christian. Mm-hmm. And then now that I've had my experiences, I now consider myself spiritual. But you do see God in these experiences, so you still believe in God then, yes? Well, I believe in the source, the spirit. I, I believe that there is a higher power out there who loves each and every one of us, and we are a piece of that that creator. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, the, the word itself doesn't matter to me. I know that there's a greater being out there who loves us all unconditionally. How do you feel generally now about your spiritual and your life? Do you feel like you've been you're more free in life that you're not religious no. anymore? No. Or, is, or is, it, are you, is it a scary thing? Well, right now, uh, I'm, I'm going through a lot of catalysts, uh, but I'm growing all the time. I am constantly growing. Things are being put in my direction, I believe, from my higher self to help me to discover who I really am, to give me confidence that I didn't used to have to... Just, I grow in a lot of ways. Like, stop blaming myself for the things that are out of my control and the, all the negative things about me. I guess it's shadow work. Right. My, my high school is helping me do my shadow work, and I'm still in the process of working that stuff out. All right. Well, let's hear about your third one. What happened is it was it was kind of similar to the um, the splash dream, except that this time uh, it was evening and the sky was pink and orange and yellow, and um, God was holding me in the palm of his hand, kind of like this. And I was in the palm of his hand, and he was in front of me way further down. He was looked like a, the sun. It just was just the light. It was the sun, and beautiful. And I knew it was God. I mean, just I knew it was God. And I was just holding me. And I was so excited. I'm like, I'm finally going to be with God. I'm finally going to see God. And um, I, so he takes his hand down, but as soon as I thought I was going to be with him, he lowered me down gently into the beautiful forest below me and I woke up. Hmm. (laughs) I don't know what that one means other than I'm just not ready to be with God yet, but Mm -hmm. he's still there. That's Mm -hmm. all I can that that meant. But it was beautiful for the moment and the fact that he's holding me in his hand and how beautiful the scenery was, how he just resembled the sun and I knew who it was. I didn't feel alone. And all of these dreams, do they feel as just as real as life as we know it yes. now? And I remember them better than any dream. I remember better than any actual dream I've ever had. They, they were just more symbolic. They, they resonate with me. They make more sense. <laughs> do they fade like other dreams? Or they're still clear as it was when they had them? No, they never fade. You're considering these all spiritually transformative experience. So how yeah. have you been transformed from all of these? Um, I've been transformed in the way of I send more love and light out into the world. I'm, I'm 100% sure that there is a creator out there. So I, I know that everything is for a reason. 
Um, it gives me hope during these hard times in the pandemic. I mean, I've, every time I've gotten these STEs, they've been when I needed them. All right, let's hear about your out-of-body experience. How did that happen? Now, this one takes a little longer because there was some time that passed with this, but it started as a dream also. So what was going on was I was having a dream that my husband and my three children and I were in Target. And we were pushing the cart around, and we had a Sprite. It was like a um, a large um, fountain drink Sprite, and my, my children love Sprite. Um, and my son, um, he is autistic. And so he has trouble with, um, with holding on to things. He's clumsy and he dropped it. And so I was like, well, then I just, I need to go clean that up. So I headed back to the back of Target to see if I couldn't find a, um, a, uh, a mop and bucket in the back room area. And I remember I was standing in front of a sink. And uh, a, jan- a janitor or custodian came over to me and started talking to me. I remember I turned around, I saw the bucket in a mop. And as I'm talking, as I'm talking to the custodian, I heard a voice say to me, Erica, try to come out of your body. Now, I had done research on um, YouTube, how to have an out-of-body experience. And I've been asking for one for about a year. Well, okay, give or take. It definitely wasn't more than a year. But anyway... I done a research, and this is backstory, but one man said that he used to have out-of-body experiences by having dreams. And if you can take control of the the of yourself in that dream and control what you're doing, then you can go on into having a, an out-of-body experience. Okay, so I should have said that in the beginning, but anyway. So the voice told me to see if I couldn't um, try to take control of my body. And I was like, okay. So I did. I, I took control of my body and I was like, wow, this is cool. I actually can, I can talk to this janitor or, or custodian. And then then I heard the voice again. It said, try coming out of your body. And I was like, OK, and this is all cool to me. So I'm like, OK. And all of a sudden I heard this whooshing sound. It was like a loud whoosh. And I popped out and I was on a whole other realm. I was in this. I was I was in spiritual form. I was I was in this room, and the best way I can describe it is kind of dark. But I saw a little bit of light because I felt like there were grades to the side of me. But I was going up and down this wall, and I was thinking, "Wow, this is cool! I'm flying, I'm flying up and down the side wall here." And I I did that for a long time, and and then all of a sudden, just abruptly, I was like, "This is getting boring." Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard the voice say, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I looked around and then I looked up and I saw a light, just like the one that was in my first uh, STE I was talking about. I looked up and I saw the light and I said, I want to go there. And instantly I was there and I went through the light and I ended up going through a tunnel. And on the other side of the tunnel, I, it was just a beautiful spring day and there were beings just I can't even describe the beings. They didn't all, none of them look the same. They might have been extraterrestrials. They're not, they were humanoids, <clears throat> but they were not the people that we have, you know, earthlings. They were earthlings. And I was still in spirit form and I'm flying around and there's this beautiful tree and the sky is just so blue, but the tree is the main part or my main focus because it's so beautiful. It's, it was 
so huge. And the people or the, the beings around me, they were picnicking. Oh, also, I was aware of the fact that I was naked, but I didn't care. Mm. <laughs> and nobody else did. Nobody cared that I was naked. We were all having a good time. We were all at peace. It kind of sounds hippie-ish, but we were all just happy at peace. And and I'm just flying around the, the tree. And just so you know, in, in, in this life, in this physical realm, I'm terrified of heights. I don't like to be on the second floor of anything. And when I go on um, any rides, I, I have serious anxiety about the rides that take you up in the air. So flying, I don't even like being on airplanes. So I knew that this was just totally different. And I love flying. I absolutely love flying. And I'm, I must have gotten bored in this area. <clears throat> but Actually, Jeff, right, I forgot a part that happened right before the tree. When I was coming through the tunnel, I was in this area that was where people, uh, these beings, different beings, they, um, it's like a, like a station where we come in to go places and there, it was like a conveyor is the best way I could, uh, explain it. But there was a, a being, a male being, I could tell you was male and I recognized him and I had never, seen him before there's no beings like that on our planet but i recognize them and i and and i believe that the one who's been talking to me is my higher self hmm. or my spirit guide anyway when i when i was thinking i know that person my my higher self or my spirit guide said why don't you ask them if they recognize you so i asked him you know what when i asked him he just smiled at me. But I think maybe the reason he didn't understand me is because I was using language. I wasn't talking to him telepathically. He just smiled and we just went down the conveyor. And that's when I got to the to the tree. <laughs> when I was done at the tree part, I was flying around a town and I felt familiar. Like I should know this town. This I know this town. I have a home in this town. I know that I live in this town. And <clears throat> I flew to my house. And I've never seen this house before, but it was so familiar to me. And I'm in this house, and there are beings in this house, and they're familiar to me. There, 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 there were three beings that resembled my children. And then there were two beings in there. I don't remember how they, I can't even describe what they look like. But I love them, and I'm under the impression they were caregivers of my children. And there were other beings, too. Like, maybe they were a part of my soul group or soul family. I just felt comfortable and safe with them all. And, um, and so I'm, I'm looking at my kids and they don't look like they do here. They, they, they look different, but I recognize them as my kids and my higher self or my guide says to me, why don't you try talking to Chris? Okay. Some background. Chris is nonverbal autistic and I can't talk to him. He, he, he can't talk back to me. Okay. So my higher self said, why, why don't you see if you can't talk to him here? And I was like, okay. So I um, I went over to my son and I squat down in front of them. I remember he had blue hair. <laughs> he was cute. He was kind of short, but he's so cute. Anyway, um, I said, I, I tried to talk to him. I don't remember what I said. And he just smiled and giggled at me, but he didn't say, he didn't say anything to me. Um, he, um, he just looked at me and then I woke up or I, I fell back into my body because my alarm went off and the heavy feeling that I had when I returned back to my body was just 
it was insane. I just felt so heavy. I didn't, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't hardly get up. The weight of the gravity of our planet. I knew it was an out of body experience because of the way it felt. I didn't want to get out of bed. I just, my whole body just felt so heavy. Now, when you heard the voice speaking to you, did you hear it as if you heard somebody's other voice, like a male or female, or was it like hearing your own voice? That's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, <laughs> I think that it was a, um, I feel like it was more of a, uh, nobody else could hear it. So I feel like it was in my mind. And if it had a gen, I don't think it had a gender. I don't think I had a gender behind it at all. Just it was it was like a telepathic. Like I honestly, when I told my husband about the experience, I told him I just never felt alone in my experience. I felt like there was somebody there always guiding me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's not true. I was just curious. Like for example, when we all read, I believe that part of our brain that is with vision overlaps part of the brain that's with hearing, and so when we read we're actually kind of talking to ourselves, and we're reading in our own voice. Right. So that's why I was wondering if that voice was your voice or was it like a completely separate being? Right. But it could have been my higher self. And in that case, it would be me, right? Right. <laughs> but I don't know. It could have been my guide. I, they didn't, I, they never identified themselves. I just, I, I trusted them. So mm-hmm. they must have been a part of my, my beingness, you know, mm-hmm. must've been a part of me, whether it was, my, my my higher self or my guide. Now, did your other children look like your artistic son over there? No, they all look different. They all they all look different, and I don't really remember what my two daughters looked like. I remember mostly my son because I was so focused on him because I thought for once I would actually be able to talk to my little boy. Mm-hmm. So I was more focused on him. No offense to my daughters, mm-hmm. but at, at that point in time, I mean, I I recognized them. But I don't even remember what they look like because I was so focused on my child. Hmm. Or I was so focused on my son. They're all my child. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you happen to see animals over there? Like as if there would be people's pets? If I did, that might have been the park where I was around that tree that I kept flying around. But I can't remember. Is there anything else that happened during your OBE that you forgot to tell us? <laughs> this one is a little embarrassing, but... Um, I remember when I was uh, looking around the house, when I found my children, um, I was looking for my husband and I couldn't find him. I was under the impression that he he was at work, but I really wanted to find him so that <laughs> so that I could experience making love in that reality. I mean, in my mind, I'd already flown. So why not enjoy the pleasure of making love? Mm-hmm. Why not? <laughs> Right? right. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing to admit. <laughs> well, I think I, that's the point I would want to leave out. <laughs> you know, deep down inside, I would think a lot of people are curious of that. Well, I, I was definitely curious, but it wasn't able to happen. <laughs> oh. I wonder if I would have shared that. <laughs> if it was able to happen, would I have been able to share that with people? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I could even have you share it on my podcast. <laughs> I know. Well, that's also another point. I don't know if YouTube would allow that, <laughs> but it would be interesting if in the future NDEs or OBEs, if anybody can talk about stuff like that. I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure, obviously, but I have a feeling that somebody has experienced that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, so, wasn't me. 
<laughs> maybe sometime, maybe after hearing this, someone who has experienced that will reach out to me and we'll figure out how to get it on the podcast. Make sure you put it in like the, the, the yeah, what do you call it? The bold print so I can click on it right away. Because <laughs> I'm going to be, yeah. Now, OBEs could also be considered spiritually transformative. Do you think you were transformed from that? And if so, how? Well, I did thank the universe for that experience. And I would love to have another experience like that because I never felt so free in my life. But it also gives me faith that when my time is up here on this planet, there's so much more to do out there. And there's so much to enjoy. There's a lot of experiences to be had. Do you feel like you don't fear death anymore? No, I'm not scared of death. I'm, I don't want to die because I got to take care of my family. But I'm looking forward to it. When, the, when my time is here, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Hmm. It sounds like all these things that have been happening to you are recent. Is that true? It hasn't. If, I don't even think it's been a year since my first one. Do you think it's all because you've stopped being Pentecostal? Or is there some kind of catalyst that started all this? I think it had a lot to do with my spiritual awakening and exploring everything that was out there. Is that uh, a good answer? <laughs> yeah. There's no wrong okay. answer. Okay. <laughs> it's not a test. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, I don't I don't know. Um, I really feel like these things happen because I've asked for them. Mm. Every STE, I asked for the first one. And then I think the others came to me because I needed them at the time because as I've experienced, been um, experiencing my um, spiritual awakening. I have uh, been having dark moments and dealing with my past traumas and stuff like that. And I think that that's, that's the universe encouraging me to keep going. It's going to get better. And it does. It always gets better. And I'm evolving as time goes on. Mm-hmm. I'm becoming a better me. <laughs> that's great. And maybe that's a good lesson for us all that if you want to have STEs, you've just got to ask for them. Yes. In what way were you asking? Um, well, I pray for them. I, you know, I wanted to have some sort of experience. Uh, I wanted, I've, for a while there, I was trying to do meditations on YouTube that uh, would supposedly help you to leave your body, but I'm not good at um, visualizing. And they say that that's how you can do it. That just doesn't work for me. So I was just doing the research and I would ask um, my, my, not my guides, I mean my higher self and God, if if I could please have one of these experiences just to remind me to to give me reassurance that there is more than just this physical life. Mm. And I got it. And I'm very thankful for it. Mm. And I felt like the universe wants me to share my experiences so that it gives people hope and to know that they can have these experiences too. I'm not special. I'm not special at all. <laughs> Well, maybe you should rethink that because you're special. We're all special, right? Well, yeah, we're all special. But I mean, I'm not more special than you. You could have these experiences too if you really wanted to just ask. Mm-hmm. Well, after seeing this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and chat with you. Are you up for that? And if so, how can they contact you? Oh, I would love that. Um, my, You can contact me by... <clears throat> Are you going to put my name on the, yeah, you, you usually put the full name on the, the, um, in the description, I'll put today's, you know, podcast two sixty seven sixty eight is Erica Rouse. Okay. Yeah. Erica Rouse is how you can find me on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, the cat is mine. The cat, the cat on the, the red car is my profile picture. Um, mm-hmm. and 
if you want to get me directly, I check my email every day. My email is S-E-R-E-D-E 33 at Gmail. And that's Sam Erica Browse E as in Erica, D as in David, E as in Erica, 33 at Gmail. All right. And I'd love to talk to anybody. Maybe somebody can share some more experiences with me too. Yeah. And if you have questions, I'm happy to answer them. Yeah, I think it's great. And and I feel like I've created a community and maybe people want to reach out to you. Yeah, I've followed I've started following people through you. Sam, who was on a few days back, the one who is the channeling. Mm-hmm. Um, he's an amazing soul. I like to follow him. Um, and I've followed a few other people through you alone because the you get some really incredible guests. I I really love your show. We listen to it before we go to bed at night, my husband and I together. Interesting. We know I get that comment quite often. And why is that? Why do you do that? Because they, I, uh, because my children are asleep and we can pay more attention to you and your guests. <laughs> because with the kids in the room, it's harder to pay attention. And it's our quiet time and it's how he winds down. He will fall asleep, but yeah. I'll listen. <laughs> oh. Is it on your phone or do you pull up YouTube on your TV? I do both. But do mostly both. I do it on my phone. And I'll, a lot of times I listen to your interviews while I'm doing housework, cooking, cleaning. Hmm. I think that's cool uh, if my well. Or I'll listen to him in the evening. I do both. Well, thank you for that. You're welcome. And thank you for giving us this uh, place to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. We need more of that. Yeah. Before we finish up, do you have one last positive message that you would like to share with everyone? Okay. During these tough times, don't be afraid to share your love and light and shine brighter. That's what the world needs, more love and light. Well, thank you for that. And Erica, thank you so much for being my guest. I wish you the best and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Take care and have a great one. You too. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.